0: What up, Hoops Handicappers? Welcome back to the NBA betting podcast here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. You know, I got the Hoops Handicap and homie, David Troy, to help me break down this 11-game slate in the NBA Monday. Uh, it's going to be an exciting week of sports betting, exciting week of basketball. Uh, next Monday is Christmas, so there's going to be plenty of action here throughout the holidays, and I'm pretty excited to break it down with you guys and more specifically with David. David, how are you feeling about the NBA season heading into the Christmas uh extravaganza?
1: Feeling great. I would it's say this us. is a this is a one eighty from last year's NBA season for me. So Oh yeah. Um
0: I was drinking so mad eggnog last year. <laughs>
1: It it was, this year has been profitable. It's been good. It's been consistent. Uh, last year was.
0: It was a dick just, kicking.
1: I mean, it was a disaster. It was. It, it didn't matter what I did. Even if I was like, you know what? This is what I think is going to happen. It probably won't. So let's switch it up. You know, like trying anything I could to kind of get myself going. It just, it wasn't good. But this year has been much more normal, much more consistent, like I said. And <clears throat> um, I'm happy with the way it's going. So.
0: Well I'm happy it's going well for one of us. I did go two and on my Sunday plays. I'm sixty-four, sixty-one and one on the season. But with the juice, I'm down two point two units. So I did have the goal of getting above five hundred in the uh before Christmas. That is well within reach. I only have two plays in the holster right now. I want a third because I'm gonna be gambling my asshole this week. So I'm trying to really like pad the betting account because I am going to be firing like crazy over the weekend. And I'm starting with Thursday night football, really where it's, I might put my biggest bet of the season on the Rams, but we're here to talk wow. about the NBA. Again, we have 11 games to break down. We usually get bogged down with talking nonsense, basketball nonsense, but nonsense nonetheless. So let's try to breeze through this stuff as best as we can. We'll start with the first game and the seven o'clock Eastern standard Time window, uh, Houston at Cleveland. Um, oh no, what are the odds? Houston right now are four point yeah, underdogs. Four. Totals at two fifteen right now. As you can probably tell by that clumsy intro, I don't really have much on this game. I did profit off the Rockets recently. I forgot who they played, um, but they're Grizzlies? yeah. I bet the I bet the Rockets on the road against the Grizzlies, right?
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Okay, cool. I don't know if you talked me into that or we just see eye to eye on that one, but I definitely want to fade Cleveland mostly um because they're going to be without Darius Garland and and still without Evan Mobley. Actually, they're going to be without both of them for a while, right?
1: Didn't Mobley get Yeah, I don't know how long surgery? Mobley will be out, but Garland for sure. Um uh, oh, he's he needs surgery, Mobley.
0: Yeah, Arthur Arthur arthroscopic Arthur arthroscopic <laughs> uh, surgery on his left knee. So he's going to be out Mobly six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, given how Cleveland's offense is mostly a perimeter attack. Oh, no. I'm going to talk myself into the Rockets. Given, <laughs> given Cleveland's offense mostly, um, really Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, who aren't even, who isn't even there anymore, I do think Houston's defense is going to show up and be able to stop Cleveland because Cleveland makes it pretty easy. They're just going to be chucking step backs. It's going to be Mick- Mitchell and Max Scher's chucking step backs. So I have a heavy lean to the Rockets. Can you push me in either
1: direction? So I would I would say keep in mind the Rockets played yesterday against uh, Milwaukee. That's what, that's what I what was looking more at pl- – I, I was playing – I was looking at a lot of uh, player props in this one because I was trying to find one. And honestly, I don't find anything about this game that I like. I do kind of lean with you on the Rockets. The Rockets have been the better defensive team. They've been better overall. I think uh, when it comes down to just like overall execution, I've watched the Cavs play a lot of games this year and I don't like what I see from them uh, on offense. Houston just is so inconsistent with everything. Um, one thing that I think will be interesting tonight is Jalen Green is supposed to be maxed up or maxed up, matched up against Max Struess, which should be, may, Green should be able to cook him. Um, but I was watching the game yesterday, and I, the the reason I'm bringing this up is because of Donovan Mitchell, and his point prop is 30 and a half. going to have to score a ton of points, and he's probably going to be very willing to take them. This this team now kind of looks like what his Utah teams looked like. Um, where it's just basically him and a big guy and then some shooters surrounded. Watching the game last night, Damian Lillard was able to drive to the basket and get a layup basically whenever he wanted. And I think that Mitchell is probably a better driver, but certainly a worse shooter than Lillard. So the under is juiced on Mitchell, but I do kind of lean towards the over on his points if he chooses to play like that today. If he if he chooses to be aggressive and attack the basket, I think he should be able to score. Dylan Brooks is probably going to be the one guarding him. It's not going to be Fred VanVleet, but you know they can always do pick and rolls and, and switch to get VanVleet on him or whoever they want. Um, the other guy I was thinking about is Jabari Smith Jr. Hold on.
0: Can I... Go ahead. Respond to the Donovan Mitchell look because I was looking at the complete opposite. I was thinking in the under here. Um as as he's, points? Yeah, he's only scored 30 points in two of his last six games. Granted, his workload should increase, but also I don't think what happened last night with Damian Lillard applies to this or is an apples-and-apples apples scenario to this one because the Rockets have to worry about Giannis. They have to worry about – Three point shooters I have to worry about Brooke Lopez just crashing the the glass, you know, so in this game like they can they can pretty much sit their defense back because they're not worried about any interior presence what do you what do, what do, what do uh, you disagree with what I just said
1: uh specifically the Lopez crashing the glass i mean he, that's not really what he's known for um
0: I'm just saying they're i meant not Okay, I said Lopez specifically. I just meant more Milwaukee size, whether it be Portis, whether it be uh, Lopez sure. to an extent, Giannis. Like it's just you have to worry about boxing these guys out and being punished in the interior, whereas like I think they're just going to be able to sit back and then contest threes.
1: Well, then I I would say if you think that the if you think Mitchell's going to go under, then the game or Cleveland's team total will probably go under. Okay. But, I don't know. The other guy I was looking at, um, and I'm not suggesting to do these. These are all just thoughts and leans. These aren't official plays for me at all, but even the Mitchell one isn't an official play. It's just a kind of the way I was looking at it. <clears throat> Jabari Smith was, like, bullied last night by Giannis. Now, you've talked about this quite a bit. Um, just when you're playing pickup ball, there's nothing more frustrating than just like being backed down and then like, you know,
0: yeah, pushed under the basket. It's yeah.
1: You just, you can't do anything. Right. And that happened to Smith over and over and over again last night. Um, and he kind of responded in the game by starting to get his offense going. And I think he probably is going to try and do the same today. Uh, at 12 and a half, it's a little bit higher than his away game averages, but I could see him going over his point total as well. Um, you know, Dean Wade is going to be out there. and He's not a bad defensive player, but he's certainly not a good one either. So I think Smith could probably win that matchup fairly easily. So Smith was the other look I had in it, but for a game that neither one of us have official picks on, uh, I probably spent too much, too much time talking about it, so I apologize.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, heavy lean, I have a heavy lean towards Donovan Mitchell's under, and you did kind of talk me into Jabari, Jabari Smith going over because um, I do think Cleveland's defensive front court is weakened with no Mobley. Um, next game, though, Los Angeles Clippers at the Indiana Pacers. The Clippers right now are three, three and a half, depending on where you shop. Total is at 247. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable to play, whereas pretty much all the all, all the the um, meaningful Clippers are, are are good to go. There's no one on their injury report as of yet. I mean that always can change, so be sure to check the latest injury reports. I really like how the Clippers are playing right now. That's not a hot take. Mostly, most people um, would agree with that or come to the similar conclusion over the last two weeks. The Clippers are second in net rating at plus seventeen point three. The the Seventy Sixers are plus twenty nine. Holy shit! Uh, the Clippers have won all six of the last uh, over the last six um, over the last two weeks. Excuse me. They are on a seven game winning streak overall. I want to take the Clippers, but this is just the spot where the Clippers lose me money. They've done it consistently for four years. But I can't make a Pacers argument. Maybe, maybe you got one. What do you think?
1: Um, so I don't think you can play this without Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup. If if he's in the lineup, I think it's a there's a legitimate chance that the Pacers can win this <clears throat> because they'll play at a pace that I don't think the Clippers will like. This is also the Clippers. I believe it's their first road game in little while. Uh, They've been at home. Since
0: December 8th.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about 10 days at home, first day not only going to the middle of the country, but it's still away. Um, And then they do have Dallas next, which is always kind of like a look-ahead spot for them. So this this could be a bad spot. Pacers are coming off of a loss to the um, Wizards, which was a really bad one and then they lost to the Timberwolves which didn't look good and that one didn't have Halliburton in it but basically the, the I'll, I'll say it this way if Halliburton does not play the Clippers minus three and a half will be a very very good look if Halliburton does play I think it it is legitimately possible that the Pacers win this out right so
0: that's I, a big swing
1: yeah, I, I'm going to wait until I get a confirmation one way or the other on Halliburton. If the line is still within maybe five and a half points, I think I'm gonna take the Clippers. If it's uh if he's in, I don't think I'm gonna play it at all because I'm not super confident, but I do think the outcome um, is a little more a little more up in the air, I guess, with, with Halliburton in, in the lineup. But again, with him out, I think the Clippers win this probably by 10, 15 points. The Pacers are very bad without Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Yeah, his on-off net rating. Well, on, I'll pull it up right now. It's, um, according to cleaningtheglass.com, the Indiana Pacers score nine and a half fewer points per hundred possessions than their opponent. So it is uh, his loss obviously was huge he's the leader of the team they're only all-star he's a beast um i don't know i, I they, they're the, the pacers coming off a six game road stand isn't usually like the first game back from a long road stand teams sometimes can drop those or underperform
1: you're saying the pacers coming back yeah Yeah, it is. I mean, typically this would not be a great spot. This has only been four games, though. Um, Oh, I guess you're talking about with the – what you want to call it? The play-in tournament stuff. Yeah, that was in
0: Vegas, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's not a great spot for them either, which helps my reasoning for the Clippers should Halliburton be out. Um, I don't know, and I'm not seeing anything about what he's actually doing today.
0: Yeah, it's still early. We're recording this ten twenty Pacific Standard Time, so I think these teams still have to do shoot arounds and, you know, we're uh, still the NBA beat writers are still figuring out the the final lineups and who's gonna sit, who's not. So uh next yeah. game which I do have action in, albeit I got the worst of the number, a seven o'clock Eastern Standard tip off between the Chicago Bulls. At the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, the 76ers are, um, it's loading, 10.5 point favorites. The over-under is 225.5. Um, I went over. I already bet 227.5, but because I'm uh, recording this podcast now and I haven't officially published my handicap for Monday's games, I'm just going to take the 225.5. Um, because it, it fell because Joel Embiid showed up on the injury report is questionable. If he doesn't play, obviously I don't like this number as much, but I am I am still willing to play it because, A, I don't – like without Joel Embiid, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to pick up the pace more, and his absence definitely helps Chicago's offense. Chicago's offense has improved since Levine has been out. Their eighth in net rating over the last two weeks. The ball moves crisper. Colby White has really kind of broken out since uh, Zach Levine's been injured. In the seven games, Zach Levine has been out. Colby White is averaging 26 points per game on 50% from the field, 51% from behind the arc. So I do think Chicago's offense, and we've talked about this numerous times already, is better without Zach Levine just because him and Levine – uh Levine and DeMar are pretty much the same player. Um Philly gets out in transition a lot, and this is something that just Nick Nurse teams do. Um that was like they they run off of turnovers and live rebounds. That's what Toronto did all of last year and all of the past few years. Um Chicago's defensive efficiency in transitions, terrible. Philly's third and fast break points per game. Tyrese Maxey is a one-man fast break himself. So with or without Embiid, they're going to get up and down the floor. And without Embiid, I think there's going to be some more three-point shots being hoisted by uh, the 76ers. 76ers are also 8-1-1 one and one to the over over the last 10 games. Chicago's averaging um, 118 points allowed on the road. So getting the worst of it, but I'm going to go over 225.5. What are you thinking for this game?
1: Yeah, I'll give you an official play. It's going to be the 76ers in the first half, minus five and a half. Um, Regardless of Embiid's off, status. Well, he's at he was at shoot-around. Oh. He was at shoot-around the other day as well. So he's I, – I expect him to play. Uh, if he doesn't, then I'm going to eat the loss. But um,
0: Love it. Plugged into the Sixers, beat writers.
1: <laughs> the Bulls uh, are just coming off two games in Miami. I – have a personal thought that most of the time when teams leave Miami they end up struggling a little bit because they probably went out or you know had a nice nightlife. Now they did kind of lose a heartbreaker so the, the Bulls might not have uh, celebrated all that much on Saturday night but still they probably were in Miami Saturday night flew yesterday and then came to you know now we're in Philly today So
0: counterpoint you know it helps you forget a, a, a bad night pretty quickly. That's a Miami, Miami party
1: nightlife. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Um, yeah, you got to say this, the bulls have actually been playing a lot better, a lot more competitive basketball. I would lean towards taking the 10 and a half points with them either way. If Embiid in or out, um, cause they're actually trying in all of these games and, uh, Embiid kind of owns the bulls. Uh, I think he's lost to them one time in his career or something like that. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly wins or something, but 10 and a half points is almost like what Philly's given up to, you know, Detroit and Washington and those teams. And I, I do think the bulls are certainly better than those squads. So um, I think it's a, a little too high there. Probably won't get too involved with it, but I do think in the first half the bulls are going to struggle 76ers are just very good at home. The Bulls are very bad in the first half on on the road. And it's kind of, sometimes it can be that simple to me. Um, Kobe White is somebody that you want to look at for points, rebounds and assists while he still has the value. It's 31 and a half right now. He is actually getting into the the paint to try and get rebounds when he's on defense um, so that they can kind of push the ball up with him very quickly he has been getting a lot more assists, the balls in his hands quite a bit. Uh, Jeff already talked about his shooting. Um, yeah, he,
0: I'll got, just say he sees like an opening, you know, Alonzo balls, not coming back. Levine's injured. It's yeah. like, Hey, I can, I can get some minutes moving forward here.
1: Yeah. And, um, so I actually bet him the other night, I think it was over 33 PRA 33 and a half, maybe, um, or 32 either way. Um, and he cashed it now he had I think like six points going into the fourth quarter and then he just exploded he literally had like 10 points in a minute and 20 seconds or something like that and he ended up cashing it late but his his PRA over the last like I don't know 10-15 games have has been very good Um, I don't consider Maxie a great defender uh, I think they're going to probably almost cancel each other out. Maxi's probably going to have more points and all that stuff, but uh, I, I like his look for maybe PRA again tonight. Uh, it's at 31.5 at minus 140 on DraftKings, so it's probably 32.5 other places with about even. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see that go over, uh, but not necessarily going to do it again. I don't like having too many bets on one game, um, But that, those are just kind of my thoughts from there
0: Alright Well I am uh, thoughtless On the rest of this game I already give you a, a bet <laughs> Went okay. over 225 and a half. <laughs> Well no I didn't mean th- thoughtless uh, I don't have much I, to respond uh, With uh, To res- to respond with Excuse me and we do gotta move along here sure. um, Let's go to the most exciting game Of the evening Detroit Pistons At the Atlanta Hawks can the Detroit Pistons make it twenty-four in a row?
1: Yes, probably right. Yeah, I I can't I can't see them doing it. I don't have anything in this game. I would lean towards them with the points because eventually they're going to have to start figuring some stuff out and playing better and get a win. I mean, it looks like their next actual win opportunity will be against Utah um, on I don't know they're playing
0: again. I mean, at this point, every every game's a Super Bowl for them.
1: It's gotta be. I'm
0: yeah. doing it. Uh-huh. I'm doing it. Give me the twelve and a <clears throat> half. I'll take Detroit, dude. Really? I hate the Hawks. I hate the Hawks. I know you, do, but- you know, I like Detroit. I somehow I might have only lost one of these twenty three games that they've lost consecutively. Like I don't, I haven't bet the Pistons in a long time, even though I do love Kate Cunningham, and I thought this team could win 30 plus games going into the season. They're like one of four overs that I gave out in the entire league, and uh, they're not going to cash that. They're not going. They're not going to go over their win total. But this year, the Atlanta Hawks are two and four straight up as home favorites, and zero and six against the spread. They sat Clint Capella and Bogdanovich in their last game. And I think they're going to sit at least one of them this game. I love Clint Capella. And, and Bogdanovich is one of the better six men in the league. Um, he's Atlanta's most important player by on-off net rating. So his loss would be huge. Again, it's, just, it's kind of just an eyeball test. Detroit's got to cover one of these. All the money's coming in on the Pistons or on the Hawks right now, even though the Hawks, frankly, suck too. They do. They're ten and fifteen. They're six and nineteen against the spread. Like I don't know. People just assume it's going to get better. Why? Why? I don't. I I've said this a million times. I fundamentally disagree with the way Trey Young plays basketball. I do. Like I. I think they could be trade deadline sellers, and as a Knicks fan, I want Dejounte Murray. I want that. I want that MFer. Get him. Give them Grimes, Fournier, and two or three first, and get it out of the way. You got the the contracts to match. They're they're possibly going to be tanking. We have a bunch of draft picks to give up. The Knicks. I'm saying, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit. I'm probably going to open a best bet four pack, two totals. Two sides. I'm going to talk about the other side later. Do you have? We don't have to talk about this game anymore, do we?
1: I just want to mention Detroit started the season after three games. They were two and one. Damn right. (laughs) They are now two and (laughs) twenty-four. But I'm looking at their schedule right now, Jeff. If they don't beat Utah on Thursday, I don't think they have another winnable game until January tenth against the Spurs at all.
0: It's basketball, though. It's a, yeah, it's, anything can happen. It's borderline. Like, the 23-game losing streak is borderline impossible. <laughs> Today's NBA doesn't even – I don't get it. I don't get it. 12-and-a-half, again. Like, Atlanta, I think, still th- considers themselves a good team. This is one of the weird travel spots for them, right?
1: It is. It is an interesting spot, yeah, for sure. Dave. I, you know I, you know I like those looking at those situations because this is one of those where they were home for three or excuse me, they were away for three. They're home for one now. They're away for two. So you're absolutely right. This is definitely a spot that's bad for Atlanta.
0: Last point about this game, between us, between us, okay. buddies.
1: Yeah,
0: it's Monday. We got all effing week to make the money back. <laughs> Let's just do go. it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Come on, bro. I do I, co-sign I mean, on this pick because we have a, a really good winning record when we bet the same game. Even if you're unit, even if you bet like a tenth of a unit, just ride with me. For once, for once in this you, goddamn you podcast history. Bro. All right, let's do it. We're going. All right, it. all right. I. What's the expression? The sales expression. I don't know. Don't over-talk the Office sale for closer. No, 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 no no. (laughs) I don't know Just whenever you get the sale, stop talking I got you on my page Or on the same page as me, let's go Uh, Minnesota at Miami Is the next game we're going to talk about The Miami Heat I believe are home underdogs I'm pulling it up right now, you guys can hear me clicking Miami are getting two points The Over under is 217.5 You know, I love Heat culture Heat cultures in full effect. Well, they're missing Kyle Lowry, but they get Bam Adebayo and T- Tyler Hero back. I feel like I've bet Heroes over points in this game like three straight years, and these went under in each of the three years. So yeah. I've actually no, I know I've lost this game a couple times uh, in recent seasons. So I'm not going to bet it. I've actually banned Minnesota. I think there's 19 of five. I'm pretty sure I've bet four of their five losses. I hate this team. I love Anthony Edwards, but this team pisses me off. If anything, I would probably talk myself into an over on Carl Anthony Towns because as much of a knucklehead as he is, this dude is balling. 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 I I should have taken them against the Pacers the other night. That killed me. I didn't I didn't I never told you this, but this is a thing to watch out for and it's very it's very weird and random. Carl Anthony Towns murders Miles Turner. Murders him every time they play. I, I don't I don't understand why. I don't know if there's some sort of personal beef, but Carl Anthony Towns beats him like he owes him money every single time. He, dude's averaging 50, 40, 90. Again. Miami culture or heat culture. Miami's defense. Eric Spolster. I believe in all that shit. So I'm not going to play anything. But some sort of bet on carl anthony towns man because he's balling is is the only lean that i have what do do you think for this game
1: uh i would lean towards the timberwolves for the full game i also lean towards them for the first half specifically because hero and atabio are coming back that can usually take a little bit of adjustment for the team to get used to having one player back in their rotation now they're putting two main players back in their rotation Hero is probably going to be pretty rusty. I would imagine Adebayo will be somewhat rusty. Um, I'm guessing that Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels play in this game. Um, they're both listed as game time decisions, but I I would think that they're both going to be in there. Um, it's weird, though, because Jimmy Butler hates the Timberwolves, so he could just go nuclear, nuclear on them and... I don't. know
0: Have you looked up the ruined. stats on that? Because I've, I've, I know I've baked that into previous Heat Timberwolves handicaps, and it just didn't help help me out.
1: I don't think that uh, he has played in Minnesota since he left.
0: Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it so, said I baked that into the analysis, and then I'll hit enter, and it will be like, oh yeah. no, he's out. Actually, he's not going yeah. to play. I was like, oh okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I don't. I really don't think he's played. But look, the the Timberwolves beat the Heat in Minnesota by 16 points. Butler did not play in that game um, earlier in the season. And Carl anthony Towns only ended up with 12 points in that game. I mean, so it's not something that I really want to get involved in now that Butler is actually playing and it's in Miami and it's the first game, Minnesota is back on the road and then they got Philadelphia. Miami's leaving after this to go to Orlando. It's just not a, there's, there's too many things that I don't like about it to, for me to get involved in. But those, I I would stay away from some of the player props. Cause I, I do think there's more personal stuff in this game than, than usual. Um, and I, frankly, I'm just not sure if Butler's gonna overcome it or if Towns will overcome it. Um, but I do kind of lean towards the Timberwolves, like I said, for the full game and then for first half and even first quarter, because these these guys are coming back and it's it's an adjustment for a lot of these teams to try and get get some of these players back, get them you know ready for it. So that's the way I'm looking at it.
0: I'm um, I'm trying to talk myself into you guys can hear me typing. I'm trying to talk myself into betting. Carl Anthony Towns over 22 and a half points. I don't know if I can do it, though. Hold on. God damn it. How do you don't spell do it, this? Dingus' f- name. Don't do it. No?
1: Don't do
0: it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> hey, that's what I have you here for. If I'm not going to listen to your advice, then why don't I even have you on the podcast? Uh, Hornets at the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, their favorites, you hear me clicking around, I'm trying to find out by how much, by 12 points, Twelve. the over is 224, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this game, the Hornets should be contracted, they should be a, should be a G League team, they're terrible, it's not even their fault, well, partially their fault, but the other part is just terrible injury luck, the Bulls are made a peanut brittle um Brandon Miller can play a little bit but Mark Williams could be out I don't know I got I got nothing in this game I, I've said more things than I wanted to about it what do you what do you think Do you have anything
1: yeah uh two things oh. one Miles Bridges because Miles <laughs> Bridges was detained he is not um he so was what? not allowed to enter into Canada because of all the domestic violence stuff
0: oh can Canadians look down on that
1: I guess, but he, no, he, he really wasn't allowed to enter Canada. They're trying to figure it out before the game time, which is going to throw everything off for Charlotte because right now they have to plan for if he's coming, if he's not coming, who's starting, who's not starting. They got Gordon Hayward on as a game time decision. Um, PJ
0: Washington my, uh, looks to be game time or questionable. He's,
1: yeah, he's probably going to be out, I would think, but we'll see. Um, I don't know how you're going to get Bridges in there and ready for a game that starts in my, my time, like six hours. So no,
0: he's not, they they're got, not letting him into Canada at all. I don't know. Why?
1: No. Well, so again, so he's gone. What are
0: they so going go, up... to go to the embassy and argue for it? Yeah. They're probably just like, ah, oh, no, just go home. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, that, that is a good question. Like at this point, just say okay, you're not coming in, and we'll just deal with it deal without you. Because it's not like they have another game in Canada. Just send them to Indiana and have them sit there uh, as punishment. Where
0: they're apparently cool with uh, domestic yeah.
1: violence, <laughs> where everything else is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I ended up taking the under though for the game two twenty five. Um, I is what I had it at. I just think the Raptors play it. A slower pace the Hornets without ball haven't quite been as fast you're missing a ton of scoring potentially Hayward and Bridges I think the Raptors defense will be fine in that the question really will be if if the Hornets can stop the Raptors at all which it's possible they don't but um, I'm, I'm going under this one
0: all right the next game on the slate here the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. Right now, the Thunder are minus 10.5 point favorites. The over-under is 229.5. I'm going to lay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Memphis, I think only John Moran should return after after this game. I'm not really sure what the latest is. I'm, who knows? Maybe they'll keep him out for like, you know, have to get him in game shape, which is hilarious because what do you think he's been doing this whole time? I guess not playing NBA basketball, but they're just the Grizzlies suck at everything, essentially. And I think the Thunder are gonna get a bunch of easy baskets. They're fifth in offensive um, free throw attempt rate. Memphis is twenty seventh. With how much the Thunder like to attack the paint and attack the the rim, Jaron Jackson's probably gonna get into foul trouble. He always does. And then once he's off the floor you get a bunch of G League players in there. Memphis is still obviously without John Morant. They're going to be without um, – still without uh, Brandon Clark. They don't have Luke Kennard, Derek Rose, Marcus Smart. All these guys are out. All The only – they have Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson. They could be without Bismack Biombo as well, which isn't a huge loss. But, I mean, you know, again, they're playing like pretty much G League players. OKC is at full strength. I don't believe they're at the point of a – or at the point as a franchise to have look-ahead games, maybe I'm tripping. Um, they do host uh, both L.A. teams in their next couple games, but I'm just going to lay it because Memphis gives up too many easy baskets, whether it be off of turnovers or at the free throw line. So,
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything for this game. There's, yeah, good luck.
0: Thanks, buddy. I need it. I need it. All right, next game Brooklyn Nets at the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are four point underdogs, depending on where you shop. The total is roughly 234. Um, I don't, I really like the Nets, don't like the Jazz. Jazz are definitely missing Jordan Clarkson and Keontae George. John Collins is questionable. Colin Sexton has been on fire lately. I was thinking about betting his over on points, but I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, I really like the Nets, but almost every time I bet against Utah at home, I lose. So what do you think?
1: It's actually the same reasoning for me that I'm not going to take the Nets here. I like the way that they've been playing, but Utah at home is just a different beast. They play very well at home, and they're, you know, they have burned me more than enough times for me to just stay away from it. Um, unless I'm absolutely sure, and in this one, I'm just not. Uh, I will say I was looking at a few different stats. Cam Johnson stood out to me for his over three-pointers. It's at two and a half. Um, He's taking about seven or eight a game and hitting about three of them on the road, so I do kind of like him here. That's most of his game, shooting three-pointers. If John Collins is out, they probably won't have even as quite as an athletic uh, power forward to match up with Johnson. So I, I like it. Um, just for kind of letting everybody know, Johnson has hit three uh, threes in six of his last eight games. So I, I do like his, uh, his over two and a half threes for the game. Is it plus? It is minus 120.
0: Okay. No, I, I would definitely take that. Oh, I'm over the under, obviously, just because Brooklyn Chuck's a bunch of three pointers.
1: Yeah, that I mean that's his whole job. He, I would say somewhere between seventy and fifty and seventy percent of his shots come from behind the arc, anyway. So,
0: um, I'm gonna uh, next game here we're gonna talk about is a bet uh, is a game that I have money on the Dallas. Mavericks at the Denver Nuggets. Right now, the total is 237 and a half. Um, the Nuggets are favored eight and a half. I went under. I took it under 238 and a half, but I guess I got to take the current number, which I'll just do 237 and a half. Um, these teams combined to score 239 points in a Total of 230 in their first meeting. Um, Denver was at full strength, which they are again tonight, and the Mavericks were missing Kyrie Irving. So, to me, this this number being 237 and a half is just too much of an overreaction to the first result. Um, the Denver Nuggets play a really slow pace, and I think they'll be able to control the pace because. Dallas doesn't force a lot of turnovers. They don't grab a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, The first Mavs and Nuggets game had a pace of 96.6. The average pace is 99.4. So if the three point shooting for both teams cools off for the outside shooting, you know, this game should stay under the total. Um, Also, Denver's got a sneaky good three point defense. They're, they have the third best wide open three point attempt rate in the league uh, defensively. Um, and and the Mavericks just kind of live or die on three pointers. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under. I think it moved because Dante, or Dante, uh, like uh, Luka Doncic has an illness and didn't attend the shooter on today. So they're saying he's likely to play, but. If Doncic misses, then I like the under a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I like the nuggets in the game. Um, nuggets at home are just really, really good. I mean, sometimes it can be simple like that as well. But um, the other issue with this is the Mavericks without Derek Lively have actually kind of struggled. He'll be out for this game. If Luka's out as well, they really don't have much offensively. Um And the Nuggets, for certain games, can take them off, but I don't think they're going to necessarily take this one off, Um, even if no one is is really playing. uh, You'd figure if if nobody's in there, they probably will try and let um, Jokic pad his stats, and I want to be very clear. The Nuggets let Jokic pad his stats very frequently. It's a big complaint about uh, Joel Embiid, so... People need to watch some of these games and see just how much they do it for um, Jokic as well. But I got it at 7.5. Um, I wasn't lucky enough to get it at 5.5 when it first opened, but I had it at 7.5, liked it. It's at 8.5 now. Still think they cover that. I think they'll, they'll win by 10 or more, um, with or without Luka, to be honest with you, but certainly without Luka.
0: All right. I didn't realize they... And they're patting the stats. I mean, they kind of do that with all superstar players. Uh, Russell Westbrook sure. pad his stats.
1: So, so yeah, just to be a little more clear of what I'm talking about, they do go out of their way to make sure he gets his triple doubles. When he's close, even if the game's over and everything, they, they go out of out of their way to, like, make sure that he gets, you know, the assist or he's doing whatever, um, getting a free throw. Or, or Not a free throw. He usually has points. But if he needs a rebound or something, they – They go out of their way to make sure that he gets it. So somebody is definitely telling him, like, hey, you have nine assists. Make sure you get one last one, and we'll sub you out.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Next game, Um, Washington at Sacramento. Um, Right now the Kings are – 12.5-point favorites, totals at 248. Washington just played last night against Phoenix. I think they upset Phoenix, but the game stayed way under the total. I don't they did know. not. Oh, they lost, but they, they covered. They ended
1: up losing. Yeah, yeah, they they covered. They uh they were winning by, I think, 14 at halftime, and then they, they ended up blowing it late. They lost by, like, five, I think.
0: All right, thanks for cleaning that up for me. Um, yep. I got nothing here. I don't even really care to talk about the game.
1: Yeah, Why? it's not not really worth anything to me either. I mean, Kings should should blow them out. The Kings are not the team you want to play on a back to back with travel.
0: No. So, yeah, they, they were in they were in DC last night, right? Or were they in Phoenix?
1: No, they were in Phoenix. So okay, not terrible, but you're still talking about the trip, and now you have to play a fast paced team. Um, there should be a ton of points in this one. Kyle Kuzma will probably go over his total, but cause he didn't have a great game yesterday.
0: Gotcha Okay well hey I don't need to spend any more time Than it's necessary in this game Final game here is another one that I Have no money on but I will definitely be watching Since my New York Knicks Visit the Los Angeles Lakers To wrap up their uh, Back to back in Los Angeles I was actually at the game Saturday When they got crushed by the Clippers That sucked Uh, But I did hit the over that I bet It's nice the Knicks are now, well, they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs in L.A. Total is at two thirty four and a half. Knicks' offense has been clicking lately, but the defense has been terrible. Los Angeles' defense is much better at home. They actually just play better at home. Um, it looks like the um, Knicks are getting backed by the market. I'm staying away from it because I'm biased, um, but I'll definitely be watching. What do you think for this game?
1: Uh, this one is probably one of the toughest ones on the, on the slate for me. I'm a little annoyed that they don't have like Anthony Davis props. Cause I do think he probably can crush Jericho Sims. Uh, but if he's not playing, then that's completely different. I, is there anything actually wrong with the guy or are they just putting something out Who? there? Anthony Davis.
0: No, it's yeah.
1: it, it's just, this is this the is this is like report manipulation. Yeah, this is
0: like the New England Patriots or they had Tom Brady on the injury report for like 8 years in a row with a short shoulder, sore shoulder. Mm-hmm. Sore shoulder, excuse me. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be on the injury report almost every single game this regular season and you have to figure it out. That's it.
1: Well, and I'm used to that. But LeBron, for example, has player props available. Davis does not. If then the if sports, <clears throat> God.
0: I was just gonna say that. I guess then my takeaway would be takeaway would be the sports books think he could legitimately miss.
1: Maybe which the, didn't well, even need to be said. I, I guess. I mean, I can. I'm looking at uh, DraftKings, which is the craziest one because there's no player props available for him, but for first basket or first field goal, he's available. So I I don't know what what they do with this stuff. It's I'll
0: look throughout the market. DraftKings is bogus. Yeah, the market yeah. doesn't even really have uh, Anthony Davis props up. Apparently, yeah, it's just is... DraftKings. DraftKings is a little bogus with that bullshit.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't really like any of this stuff. Um, I yeah. like I like playing the Knicks after they get blown out because they have a coach that doesn't like to lose. And then right. I also think the Knicks match up pretty well with the Lakers but Lakers at home have been pretty solid. So Knicks on the road have not been very good. So I don't know. This, this is one of those ones that I just think is really hard, hard to, uh, call. And I would once again, probably say that I don't think the spread necessarily matters. I think either the Knicks win it outright or the Lakers win by like 10 or more.
0: All right. Let's leave it there then. But before we leave or before we exit this, uh, basketball betting podcast what are do you have official best bet or something that you can give out to the listeners
1: yeah I'll give out uh, 76ers first half minus five and a half against the Bulls that's my favorite bet I think so far today
0: all right I'm going over 225 and a half in Bulls 76ers I'm taking 12 looks like with the Detroit Pistons I'm going under 237 and a half in Denver Dallas and I'm going to Lay ten with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Four bets, baby. Four. Nice. If I win, I'll be up one point eight units on the entire season. If I if I sweep the the four picks.
1: Wait a minute! Didn't it wasn't the Pistons' bet number five or no?
0: No, no. no. Uh, Well, I I was gonna do I was gonna do over Anthony Towns, but you said no.
1: Well, the only reason I'm thinking that is. If he goes under, you're gonna be really pissed about it. If he goes over and you didn't bet it, you'll kind of be like, "eh, all right."
0: Yeah, no, no I, I'm trusting your wisdom on this one and your instincts. But tomorrow, let's connect. Is hey, there a big sure. is there a big slate tomorrow? Mm, Four not games, really? Yeah. You know what? Let's maybe not connect tomorrow.
1: Yeah, whatever you wanna do. <laughs>
0: Slate is trash. Boston at Golden State. It's the only game that's worthy of our attention. Memphis, wow. New Orleans is the first of a doubleheader. I guess,
1: and that's the jaw game that he's coming back.
0: Wait a second. That's interesting. Does that make you feel better about the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight?
1: Yeah, probably because I think the the Grizz. Losers are probably just going
0: to be like, eh, we got Jack coming back tomorrow. Let's not give a shit about today. No shit. All right. That's another little uh, factor I can throw into my handicap. But we're getting out of here. So leave us a, a positive review. Leave me a positive review on um, uh, Apple Podcast for Outkick Bets. You can follow the podcast and just Outkick Bets in general at Outkick Bets on X and Twitter. Follow me at, F, at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Excuse me. I'm bungling my words here follow david troy at future press 2024 buy his nba season-long packages at beaten no g beaten the um until i don't know wednesday thursday later this week peace